Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. We are so glad you are here. We just had a really fun last couple weeks. We actually were up in Canada celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving. Shout out to all the Canadians. But happy Thanksgiving. We, happy Thanksgiving. But also, we did a really fun trip that we've been... Now it's actually annual. We did this for your birthday last year, but we went to Tofino in British Columbia. Gorgeous on Vancouver Island. Beautiful place. And it's become such a special spot for us. We like go with friends, go for Joey's birthday. And it was a blast. We had yeah. so, so happy, much fun. Happy birthday happy to me. Birth- yeah. Happy Thanksgiving and happy birthday to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a fun, wild time around here. We're actually in the very last week of our six-week mastermind right now. Crazy. This is the Which final is week. And it's so, so cool to look at everybody in the community and how far they've come in just a short amount of time and what they've learned and the building blocks they've put in. It's really cool to see the results and just like the results that are going to come in the future for them. It's so, so much fun. But we kind of were sparked with the idea of this podcast from this group because obviously a lot of them are going out, they're pitching people, they're talking to couples, they're doing all this stuff, landing these deals. And one of the very common questions is, but where do I put my pricing? But when do I talk about my pricing? It just feels like this awkward monster of a topic where people go, okay, I maybe know my pricing or I'm not even sure what my pricing is, but when do I talk about it? Do I wait for the client to bring it up? Do I bring it up? Who says the number first? All of those questions. Because we do so much pricing strategy in the six-week mastermind, it's always a great question that we get. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that on this week's podcast, give you guys a little bit of an inside look on some tips and tricks of when to reveal pricing so that you can feel confident and land the deal. Yeah, and I I think creatives don't actually struggle so much with like, talking about their pricing. Right. Everyone says, well, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about my pricing. It's like, I don't think that's actually the struggle. I think when to talk about it causes the confusion and then it makes you feel like you don't know how to talk about your pricing. Mm -hmm. Right. So because you don't know when to talk about your pricing in the sales process, you then don't know how to really talk about your pricing at all. Uh, And that's a problem. We want to solve that problem. So basically we really want to encourage you guys. Again, you do not charge hourly. You do not charge day rates. Everyone says, oh, what's your hourly rate? What's your day rate, what's your half day rate, all that stuff. You do not want to charge hourly, nor do you want to charge your day rate, okay? When you charge for your time, you're obviously putting a limit on on what you can receive because your time is a finite resource. Therefore, if you charge for your value, uh, you can always give a client more value than you can give them their time. Therefore, charge for your value, right? Makes sense. Now, uh, if you have not listened to episode 84, go through and listen to that. You can pause this one right now and go back and listen to episode 84. We really break down why you should not charge for your your time, but you should charge for your value. So make sure you go do that if you have not already listened to that or put it on right after you listen to this podcast. Now, when you charge for your value, it's not as easy to communicate really you know, when to communicate how much that value is going to cost, yeah. right? And that's, where, that's why we said it's not always how to talk about your pricing, but it's when to talk about your pricing. And when you charge per hour, you know, example, oh, my day rate is 650 bucks. It's a lot easier to have that conversation, right? But when you're charging for your value, it's a little bit more gray on when you bring that up, how you bring that up, and how you're expecting the client to respond. So it gets a little bit more complicated because you need to often understand the client's problem and really the scale, the scope of what they're trying to solve before you can give them a price, right? When you're charging per your value, that's what you want to do. You want to figure out what the problem is, figure out what the scale of that problem is, and then you can put a sticker price on it. Now, 
if you don't know any of that, it's pretty hard to just throw out a number. Therefore, that's why a lot of people revert to just charging per hour because it's a lot easier to do mm-hmm. and it, it makes them feel like they're not going to mess it up somehow. They're like, oh, I'll just put 50 bucks an hour in there. And if you do that, you're costing yourself money. Yeah, absolutely. So while we believe yet hourly is not the way to go and that value pricing is the way to go, that leads to a lot of confusion for people. They're like, okay, if it's how I price things with value, like where do I even put that? Do I put that on my website? Like do I put prices on my website? Or how do I respond to them wanting to know my hourly rate when I don't charge based off of hourly? Like that's still how clients talk to me. Like how do I explain that that's not what I do? And then do I withhold prices until I get them on a sales call? Or do I make them say the first number? That's always like the funniest conversation uh, because apparently everyone has told everybody never say the first number. And while pricing value is the best way to go, it's often not common sense on when to then talk about your pricing, when to bring it up with the client. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. So here's an example of uh, why we're talking about this. The problem that we're seeing, we saw this in our mastermind, people were asking about this. And the problem that we see, quite frankly, all over the creative industry is people will go, I don't know when to talk about my pricing. Therefore, I'm going to hide it. I'm going to gatekeep my pricing and wait till I get them on a sales call. Yeah. Or I'm going to gatekeep my pricing until, you know, they first tell me what their budget is. Then I'll go, oh, your budget's $550. Oh, well, my, you know, my price is $2,200, right? They'll always try and gatekeep things because they think that that's the best way to do it. And I want to I wanna draw a little parallel here. Imagine you walked into an ice cream store, okay? We're walking in to get ice, we cream. Love ice cream. You love ice cream. Uh, we, we go to ice, ice cream, cream stores probably more than we should. <laughs> Imagine you walk into an ice cream store and you're like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. And you go, I want a scoop of that. I want those toppings. And I want another waffle cone. And you go, wait, how much are the waffle cones? And they go, oh... Yeah, so like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about prices in a little bit. Just just keep telling me what you want. And you'd go, well, I want to know if I want to buy a waffle cone or a regular cone based off of the price of it. Because sometimes waffle cones are way more expensive. So I, I just want to know how much a waffle cone is first. And they go, oh, yeah, like, let, let's just wait till the end. You know, I got to ask you a few more questions. And you're like, what how are you talking about? How much do you want to pay for the waffle cone? It's like, what are you talking about? They're like, do you have a budget for the waffle cone? It's like... What? Like, I just want to know the prices. Hopefully you're getting the parallel I'm drawing here. That is a very abstract example. But the point is, if you make a client feel as if you are hiding your prices, it makes them absolutely feel terrible. And it makes them not trust you. And it makes them feel like you're gatekeeping something that is a potential risk to them. And or you're just going to upcharge the heck out of them, you know, at the end of it. That is not what you want to make people feel. However, when people start charging per their value, a lot of the time they don't know when to talk about price. They don't know how to lead the price conversation. Therefore, they gatekeep their prices and they make the people feel the exact same way I just talked about in that ice cream example. They make your you're making your potential prospects. We've even done this. I've done this a lot. I've made my potential prospects feel like they can't trust me because I don't even look like I know what the price is. That is not what you want to do. You want to be able to go waffle cone, bang, this is how much a waffle cone is, right? Yep, exactly. So we want to give you guys a couple tips on when to reveal your pricing in the sales process. This is so important. It's just as important as knowing your pricing is when to reveal it because this is where you can start to build trust with clients. This is where you can show that you're actually competent when it comes to pricing and it just builds sale. It builds trust in the sales process so that you actually land the deal. So we've got two tips for you. Yeah, two tips. And then we've got uh, two tips inside of the first tip. So uh, tip number one on how 
how to not gatekeep your, your pricing and scare the heck out of a client, scare them away, is you want to bring up the topic of pricing before they do. Yes. Okay? You want to be the one that's going, I'm going to lead this conversation on pricing. I'm going to talk about my prices and talk about the value I'm giving you before you even start asking about things. Therefore, it looks like it's upfront and it looks like it's engageable. I don't even know if engageable is a word. Is that a word? Probably not. Engaging. Yeah, no, engageable just sounds cooler. <laughs> Point is, you want a client we'll to feel work. like it, there, there is an open invitation to engage with you on the topic of pricing. When you when you give that invitation, it's going to make them feel confident. So a couple ways to do this, two ways. I'm going to say the first one. Christy can fill in on the second one. Uh, number one, put a starting price on your website. Now, there's a, there's a little bit nuanced, so don't just skip to this and go, oh, I got to throw a starting price on my website. Put a starting price on your website. Now, only do so, look at me very clearly, only put a starting price on your website if you are using it as a tool to detract people who are not going to be your ideal client. Yeah. So if you are struggling for inquiries, you're struggling for people to work with you, probably don't put a starting price on your website because it's going to make people potentially not see the value in your price. They're going to get sticker shocked mm -hmm. before you're able to communicate what the value is. Now, Here's an example though. I put my pricing on, so example, I need brandtherapy.com is our website where we do all of our brand consulting stuff where people come and inquire with us. It says our one day brand therapy experience starts at a minimum of $10,000 USD. And then in the inquiry form, it says, do you have $10,000 minimum to invest into gaining brand clarity? And it says, yes, I'm ready to move forward or no, I shouldn't finish this. Yeah. Like I literally make them go, I'm either your ideal client or I'm not. And I do that because I just don't want to waste my time answering inquiries, getting on sales calls with people that are eventually not ever even going to do business with us because they don't have the budget to do so. So me putting my starting pricing there is really helpful because it detracts the people away that are not my ideal client, but at yeah. the same time, it also gives my ideal client a lot of confidence that they they can just go through the process, you know, smoothly and, and get connected with us because I just go, Hey, it starts at this price. Doesn't mean that's what you're going to pay. It starts at this price. And then depending on what we're going to do for you and the scale of your problems, it might double. It mm -hmm. might triple, right? Uh, but again, me giving that starting app price, giving that that small end of that range, starting at $10,000 really helps somebody feel confident yeah. that I'm confident in what I'm doing. And, and because of that, we've got a sticker tag on the value that we're giving. Yeah, and then the second way to do this, not to put the starting app pricing on your website, mm -hmm. is to not include pricing at all on your website. And this is something, again, Joey mentioned this a little bit. If you're struggling with inquiries or you're like, okay, I actually want more time in the sales process before I drop my number because I want to like walk them along that journey so that when they see my number, they are already invested. That's You're a good example of this. Yes, exactly. So when I, I never put starting at prices on my wedding website, like I always just had like inquire with me because I was like, I know they're probably reaching out to a lot of different people. I don't want them to just see a number and exit my page, right? Like I want them mm -hmm. to actually go through the sales process with me because I was so confident with what happened after they inquired and the process mm -hmm. I walked them through and the pricing guide I gave them and the conversation I would have with them. I was so confident on that aspect of the sales conversation that I wanted to get them there and through that so that I almost sold them before I even gave them the price, right? I want them to I want them to like bend the budget for me because they've already walked through the process. So if that is you, if you're like, okay, I don't want to put starting prices on my website, you can always not put prices on your website 
and have like a great inquire button and have them walk through the sales process with you before dropping the number. Buttons. Now, yeah. buttons. You yes, want to make buttons. sure that those buttons are everywhere. You do yeah. not want, you want to make it look like there is a very, very obvious invitation to come inquire about pricing. Yeah. Come learn about pricing. Yeah. So they, they don't have to sit there and about go, booking with you. I can't find this girl's pricing. I can't find his pricing. Yeah. And then they get annoyed. Exactly. So you can have buttons everywhere. And let's say you're somebody who customizes packages for people. Maybe you don't just have like a set rate package of like, here's my three packages, but it's actually custom, especially in like the brand world. Talk about how it's a conversation around what the scope of the project is going to look like and that you will give them an estimate. That way you're at least mentioning something about pricing on their website so that they're not like, wait, so is this like free collaboration or is this like we're going to be paying an arm and a leg? Talk about, and this is again, will infuse confidence into the person reading this that, hey, we will talk about pricing. We're going to get a scope of what the project is. We'll hop on a sales call, whatever it is, and then we will give you an estimate to see how we can solve whatever problem that you are solving. Mm -hmm. So make it super, super clear. Put buttons everywhere on your website, and uh, that would be the opposite of doing the price range. Yeah, so that's the opposite. So again, number one for this point, bring up the topic of pricing before they do, was what I said. Again, it is you need to put a starting price on your website only if you're wanting to detract people away that are not going to be your ideal client. Yeah. Uh, it's a great tool to do that. And then number two, what Christy had just said, was if you're not going to put pricing on a website, make sure it is as clear as day that you have a clean process to walk them through as you invite them to come talk about pricing. You want to make sure that it looks like that is a conversation you're you're willing to have very easily uh, and you're excited to have and you want to invite them into that, which is really important. Yeah. Now, side note, I didn't say this. Uh, I meant to say this for my point, which was make sure you put starting pricing on your website. If you are going to put your pricing on your website... If especially if it's going to be like a starting price. So in my example, hey, like this consulting starts at a minimum of $10,000 for one day. If you're going to say something like that, you have to then have some kind of social proof, some kind of testimonial that will justify the cost. Now, the reason why you want to do that is if you put pricing on your website and they can see your prices before they ever even talk to you, they're going to draw their own conclusions on if it's worth it or not. Mm -hmm. So if you are blatantly saying, here's a starting app price for my service, you need to make sure you have a qualifying piece of content, a qualifying piece of social proof content that's going to justify the price. So example on my website, it says starting at 10K for the day for brand therapy consulting. And then right underneath that, I have a video of a client saying, here's how I made 20, our business grew by 25%, which in their case is multiple six, multiple seven figures a year in revenue. Therefore, 25% of that is like couple hundred thousands of dollars that they made off of the changes that we talked about in brand therapy. I qualified the $10,000 for one single day simply because I just put social proof under it. Yeah. So if you are not going to have the chance to talk to somebody before they see your pricing, you want to make sure there is social proof right before or right after they see your pricing on the website. Therefore, they're not drawing their own conclusions on if it's worth it or not. Somebody else is qualifying that for you. So yeah. uh, quick side. Now, that was point one, is make sure you bring up the topic of pricing before they do. And then we had two points underneath that. The last point right here, which is really important, you want to lead the conversation on pricing. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is let a client lead you on the conversation on pricing. And it is the worst thing because you will feel terrible about it. You will be in that conversation. I've been in these conversations before where the client says, hey, so talk to me about pricing. What is this going to cost me? And then you go, well, you know, and then they ask you more questions and they are leading the conversation. It feels terrible. You need to lead the conversation on pricing if 
You want to be someone who uh, knows how to deliver value well and get paid for the value that you are asking for. Uh, One of the easiest ways to not get the money you're asking for is by not leading the conversation about getting the money you're asking for, right? So a couple tips on leading it. Make sure that if you have an introductory, you know, discovery call, let's say they book a call through your site, they inquire with you for a wedding, they inquire with you for agency services, whatever it's going to be, brand content, on the discovery call and or even in the email response before they even get on a call with you, maybe bring up the topic of pricing. So a way you can do that is you could say, hey, also, just so you know, I'm going to be leading us through a conversation about the cost of our services on this call. I cannot wait to have that conversation. Here's maybe one or two questions to think about. What are some of the problems you have right now and what are they potentially costing you in time, money, and energy? If you put those two things in the in the email, they're already going, wow, this person's really good at helping me think about the value of my problem. And they're probably going to be pretty good at talking about the value yeah. of, of what they do as well, right? But more importantly, it makes them feel, wow, I'm going to be led through this process, which feels good. It feels good to be working with someone who's confident about leading you through a process to talk about the project scope and then therefore talk about the price that's going to be on it, right? So if you lead the convo on pricing... It looks like you are confident in your price, but you're also confident in the value that is behind the price, which is key. The only reason somebody's going to buy from you is because they see your price and they go, whoa, that's going to cost me this much. But then they see your value and they go, whoa, that's going to cost, uh, that's going to give me so much more. Yeah. So your your value is, is, is massively over and outweighing, you know, the cost of what it's going to cost them to fulfill that price. So do not wait for them to ask about pricing. Make sure you lead that conversation. Uh, and if you can do so, you're going to look confident and ideally you're going to get more deals because of it, which is really cool. I know I've gotten way more deals uh, in my life because I've led the conversation on pricing. You have as well. And we want to encourage you you to keep on doing that. So yeah, yeah, so we hope these two tips help you guys to lean into that confidence, start building more trust with your clients and landing more deals, which we're so, so excited about. So yeah, this has been a fun time, you guys. Again, every single week we come out with a new podcast every Wednesday. So you guys yeah. keep tuning in. We love it. Uh, if you've got questions, if you have follow-up things, please DM us. Like we love to chat with you guys. We love all the conversations we get to have in the DMs. Follow us on TikTok if you want to. Uh, We've been posting on there. It's awesome. But thank you guys for being a part of this community. Again, if you heard about us, we were doing our six-week mastermind. We're in the last week of our six-week mastermind. We do these every so often. We don't have the exact dates nailed yet for the next one, but it will be coming this next year. So if you are interested in jumping in on that six-week experience, all you have to do is go to creativerise.com and join the wait list. We also have all the buttons in our Instagram bio. You can check it out there. Totally, guys. Okay, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.